Welcome to this week's episode of the Goldman Podcast. I'm your host, Giggs, joined by KD and Samuel J. We are your weekly football podcast fix, but first. This is your show. The Goldman Podcast. One, two, three, go! Well, new episode, new headlines, new news coming through. The Bundesliga is back, guys. And uh, the Premier League is not far, far behind. But I really want to concentrate on uh, news that has been coming from the Premier League. Now, on Monday, uh, if you've been following us on social media, uh, we've been updating you uh, every day on what the Premier League had decided. And uh, the, unanimous vote, the unanimous vote of them bringing back the Premier League uh, went through. And now uh, players are back in training. But there was another headline where people went back to training is that if you don't come for training, you don't get paid. There was a lot of controversy around it. Uh, but you can go back on our social media and uh, look at our uh, our updates. Now, two people that we w- want to dive into is uh, is Chelsea's uh, central midfielder, that is Ngolo Kante, and uh, Watford's forward and captain Troy Deeney. Now, the two, of course, have uh, have had concerns over the fact that they will not go back to training. Ngolo Kante was on training uh, Tuesday, but was allowed to uh, sit out for Wednesday uh, because of now, a few months earlier, Golo Kante uh, fainted in training before being given a clean bill of health. And I think that is concern over uh, what exactly um, his, his, his concerns would be in, in terms of the coronavirus, because that may, might be an underlying factor that might uh, affect him if he gets the coronavirus. Now, Troy Dean is also skipping training over concerns for his son's health. Of course, we know Troy Dini's uh, son's health uh, is, is very sensitive as, uh, as far as we know on the Goldmouth podcast. And uh, of course, uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher went on on Sky Sports uh, just to say that they fully understand uh, where Troy Dini's decision for not returning to training comes from. But what struck us as a podcast is that the Professional Footballers Association has asked the Premier League to conduct further research into the effect of coronavirus on players from ethnic minority backgrounds. My question is, why is it that they, are, they only want to look into the ethnic minority backgrounds, given that it is not only ethnic minority background players that are suffering from this? Look at people in, look at players in Leicester, look at players at Watford. They, some of these players are not from, from ethnic minority backgrounds. So why would they concentrate only on that demographic? Exactly, man. And time again, we've talked about the Premier League and their readiness to resume the league. And apparently, as we have seen it, the Premier League is not just ready to resume at this point in time. Because look at it, the players are not mentally prepared. When the players are not mentally prepared, then I don't see the sense of having the league back right now. Because we've been having several players talking about the Premier League and them also being prepared um, to resume the league. Danny Rose was saying that the, the, the players right now are being treated like guinea pigs or like lab, like lab rats. People will say, you know what, you are a footballer, you are paid a lot of money to play, why don't you just go to the football pitch? Mm. First of all, they are human beings. Before they are footballers, they are human beings, they have families and all. Danny Abraham was saying that um, his father has uh, 
health issues. So if at all he's going to go back and play football, he contracts the virus, then he'll be the cause for his father's death. So ideally, what, what, what I'm gathering is that the Premier League is really um, pushing for an agenda to finish the Premier League because if we have top leagues, listen, Celtic just won the... The, 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 the Scottish their, League. Yeah, the Scottish League. So I'm wondering, yeah. if Scottish League is, is uh, indefinitely uh, concluding their league. Listen, people like uh, League A have, have concluded the league. So if, if they are concerns yeah. by players and they are concerns by some people of uh, the sports media and some players that it's not, they are not fit to play and they are not fit to do what they need to do on the field, then why is it that we're subjecting some and of it, the players to, to this risk? Exactly, yeah. Giggs. And time again, we were talking about the health of the players. And we say that we need to put the health of the players first before we get football back. I yes. don't see the essence of having the football back if it's not safe to do so right now. Yeah. Just the way we said it last time, I think the players' decision is what will matter here. If the players are not ready to resume, there is no need of resuming to the league. And I understand you fully because one, one statement that came from... Uh, skysports.com and I'm not holding them accountable to anything but data from the Office yeah. of National Statistics suggests that black men and women are almost twice as likely to die from coronavirus as compared to non-whites even when factors such as health, disability, household composition and area deprivation are taken into account. Now if we even yeah. count like here uh, in Africa uh, the whole of America the whole of the West have more numbers than Africa combined so why would so, they why would they then uh, uh, formulate these statistics that the black men and women are almost twice as likely to die from the coronavirus, knowing full well that uh, the statistic uh, globally does not show that exactly? Exactly, man. So on Monday, seven forty-eight players were tested, and out of those, six had coronavirus. Yes. So tell me. What would be the major reason for you as a footballer to go back on the pitch knowing too well that one of your teammates has coronavirus? And first of all, just imagine if at all, the, the week before that, Brighton players, I think it was three Brighton players who were tested positive for coronavirus, yeah? Yes, yes. So this week, we had even more players from Watford testing positive for coronavirus. We do not know who the players are because the, the, the names were not uh, given out. But then also, you just have to look at the health of the players first before we have football back. It's just that simple. I don't understand why the Premier League is just pushing this agenda of having football back when it's not just safe to do so right now. These cases are going to emerge. If you look at the smaller teams, they are not ready to resume to the league because some of the reasons, maybe others may be relegated or what. So it is just going to be chaos after chaos and after chaos. What I thought was good is just to conclude this league let us just decide yeah. that the position you are, that is where you are. And, and the rules of the football just remain the way they, they always are. Mm. If you are in the bottom three, you are relegated. If you are in top four, you are, you are going to the Champions League. And, and people should go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing, uh, back to some Jay's point, he was talking about um, the clubs from the bottom half of the table, um, them not w- wanting to, to get relegated, yeah? Yeah. So Tyrone Mings was speaking. Mings was speaking, and he was saying that when players from top of the table speak about um, the league not resuming and the league not being ready to resume, people yeah. say, you know what? Um, you, you know, it's it's just the best that that, that we do not resume the league. 
But when the players from the bottom of the league uh, speak, it's like they do not want to, to get relegated. You see? It's yeah. like double standards. First of all, um, we have to consider the health of the players first before you talk about relegation and all that. Yes. Because you cannot have football back when it's not just safe to do so right now. Now, uh, and I agree with your point, and this is why um, uh, your, your point goes along with, or, doesn't, or not goes, but doesn't go along with uh, how Jamie Carragher uh, feels about uh, the resume of the Premier League. Now, he, he, he stated on Sky Sports that he doesn't believe uh, the reluctance of a small number of players to return to training is likely to derail plans to resume the Premier League season this summer. Now, of course, he went ahead and said that, uh, and I quote, we have always said on this show that if a player does not feel safe or sound to go back, he can't go back. This was always going to be the case, that maybe one or two players in every squad may not feel safe and may not want to go back, end of quote. I, I don't know, I don't know why he would go this route, given that, for me, uh, if if we're saying uh, we are we are pro we are um, pro uh, protection of the players first, why then are we going to uh, ignore the the minority of players who, by the way, uh, might be uh, the the focal points for some of these teams? Trading being an example, who is a, who is a big focal point for Watford. Uh, Ngolo Kante is another central, and we could see it even when when Ngolo Kante was injured at Chelsea that he is a focal point for. For, for, for Chelsea, given that uh, the, their respective managers use these players in a way that uh, we we as fans know they are going to be the difference between something and nothing. So, Jamie Carragher going this route saying that uh, the, the, the minority of players who are not going to want to come back will not affect the Premier League going ahead. Does this mean then, is the Premier League concerned about the players first or is it concerned about the league concluding first? Exactly. The Premier League is only worried about having the league back without considering the health of the players. And we've said that time and, time and again. And yes. first of all, you have to consider that Jembe Karaga is a Liverpool fan and a former Liverpool player. So you can say that <laughs> because he wants to see the league back and he wants to see Liverpool lift the trophy. Which is not bad because if at all, if at all we are going to end the league at this point in time, just yeah. give Liverpool the league. Yes, They are over 20 points ahead. Second of the second place team. Why? Why do they not want to do that right now? Instead of just continuing with the league when it's not safe to do so right now. I don't see the sense of all that. I, I, I yeah, Liverpool. 100%. Yeah, Liverpool are just three points away from clinching that league. So there is no difference that it will make. And and I think for for me exactly. And and the steps that are trying to be taken uh, by the Premier League is. The returning to training protocols, safety, the the number of tests that were. There. I mean, we we watched the Bundesliga this weekend, and we could see yeah. about the the atmosphere. The atmosphere that was uh, in the stadium was not as usual. It is not the same as compared to uh, when we have fans, when you have people coming back, when you have people who are confident in in in, in coming back to to the league and coming back with a more positive attitude as compared to maybe the resistance from. A minor group now. Minor group resistance might actually be uh, the, the the killing factor or the the healing factor in terms of how fans will feel about um, uh, players' safety. Because I don't think there's yeah. any fan who is out there saying that we don't care about the minority of players. I yeah. think every fan is looking at 
the situation where we want every player to be on the field and we want everyone to participate so that we can have a good footballing season if uh, when we're supposed to resume on June 12th. Now, I just want to dive into a bit of club news. We apologized last week for not being there. Uh, we had a few hiccups here and there, uh, but at least now we can bring some news. Now, I want to start with the, with the current champions, uh, that is Manchester City, because they're still the, the Premier League champions. Two people I want to concentrate on that uh, City are trying to target. Now, this is the Ismailan star, Ismail uh, Benassa, and then I also want to focus on how City are trying to uh, derive a winning formula for trying to rob uh, Nelson Semedo. I'll start with Nelson Semedo. Manchester City have offered uh, cash for Nelson Semedo and have also included uh, Jao Cancelo. And this was reported on, on, on May 1st. Uh, of course, we've been having that debate of is this player and plus cash effective? And we'll see how that uh, formulation is also being done at Arsenal. But the, the one thing that, uh, that uh, stands out that was reported on the 18th is that City look, to, uh, City look set to miss out on the right back who is heading to, heading to Italy after Barcelona agreed a summer swap deal that will see the Portugal international move to Juventus and Pjanic and De Chilio and 22 million head to the Camp Nou. So it looks like uh, <laughs> Juventus offered more players <laughs> and plus yeah. money uh, for for the exchange of the one, one of the Barcelona stars. So City, what happened? And do you think they can recover or even offer more than what uh, Juventus have offered? I don't see that because unless they offer players like Bernardo Silva right now, mm-hmm. because I don't think that Barcelona right now would accept having Joao Cancelo. Joao Cancelo has not been very good for City, mm-hmm. neither for the other teams that he has played for. Because um, we've seen Joao Cancelo play for Juventus, we've seen Joao Cancelo play for Inter Milan and even Valencia yeah. back in La Liga. But yeah. you've never gotten to see the best of Joao Cancelo. Why yeah. would Barcelona be interested in that kind of a deal? Mm-hmm. So Barcelona are more likely to favor a deal that is involving maybe Pjanic and De Chilio rather than that one involving um, Joao Cancelo. Yeah. Unless City offer other better players other than Joe Cancelo, because Barcelona, there's no way that Barcelona are going to accept a deal involving Joe Cancelo only a plus money. I think what they can do, maybe if they offer more money, because uh, looking at the situation right now, there is some rumors that FIFA fair play money will not be in consideration come to the transfer. Mm-hmm. Now, that one, that one can elevate their their act of going to buy the players that they want mm-hmm. using more money as they want so that they can get what they want for their success because City actually what they need right now is a squad that can compete in Champions League not only in the league but City are not even going to be the Champions League so they shouldn't even be considering that uh, going forward exactly. for the next two seasons that one has not been it has not been concluded so you cannot rule them out of Champions League, they are still filing their details on on how they are innocent. But, but higher chances but, are are going to lose this case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is higher chances, but you see, with this with these clubs that have got, I'm telling you, money can work anywhere, and I am just seeing City just flourishing money to some of the officials and getting out with this thing. So are you, telling me, 
Are you telling me the Arab money? Are you telling me the Arab money is going to speak louder than the justice of 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 of, of Yo, clubs sir. and FIFA fair play? It can because all, some season back, City were on, on the same same situation. They were in the same same situation of the Champions League. They were not to play, but they went on and they were in in a clean slate and they they were in in the league in the Champions League again. Mm-hmm. Now this time. It is just the same same case, but in another version. But I think they can solve it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure still that City will be will not be in Champions League come next season. I'm not sure. K- KD, what do you what, yeah. what what's your take on this? Because I I still don't feel <laughs> between, because I still don't feel between FIFA fair play and between the the, the irregularities that uh, City had uh, had had put forward <laughs> that they're going to have a chance yeah. back in the in the Champions League. And, and it's valid yeah. that the next two seasons will they'll be out. Yeah, Gibbs, let me tell you. First of all, this is a high profile case. Everyone is keeping eyes on this kind of a case. Yes. And let me tell you, there's no way City are going to get away with this. There's no, even with all the money they have, yeah. no, one, no one is going to get bribed by this kind of a case. Yeah. There's no way they're going to get away with this case. Yeah. Look at what happened to Chelsea. Look at what just happened to Chelsea. They never got away with that. There's yeah. no way that City is paired. Yes, Trust so me. so for me that that case where we were seeing where City are going to yes uh, have we most media outlets concluded that City are not going to be the Champions League that is fine but given that Sanji yeah. brought uh, to light that uh, they are still trying to plead their case I don't think their case is is solid and I don't think that their case is going to go through and and they are going to approve it so uh, people need to tune into the Goldmouth update where we give weekly updates on. Uh, on these kind of uh, stories as they emerge. Okay, I want to move on to Ismail Benassa, where uh, Pep Guardiola has made the AC Milan star a summer transfer target. Uh, now he wants to look for an immediate replacement for the outgoing David Silva. Now, uh, do you guys think uh, Ismail Benassa is going to be able to step up to the, the void that uh, David Silva is going to be leaving? Or do you think he'll need time to do integration and we need time to prove himself before we say, okay, clearly can fill in David Silva's shoes. And and this just takes me back to what we have been talking about, the, yeah. the, the City and the Champions League ban, because if, if Pep Guardiola has never been the manager, has never been the manager to sign young players. You yes. know that, yeah? yeah? So when you see um, Pep Guardiola looking to sign young players, he knows that they're losing this case. And so he has to look for the future. Right now, you have even the likes of maybe Kevin De Bruyne, who was saying that maybe, maybe not, I'll stay at City, maybe, maybe not. So that means that even players like Kevin De Bruyne, players like Leroy Sane, players like uh, Bernardo Silva, will Mm -hmm. be looking to leave the club. If at all, this ban is going to be upheld. So for Pep Guardiola looking uh, to bring this kind of a player, I think Ismail Benaka is a very good young player. Um, I watched him play for Algeria in the African Cup of Nations. Yes. This guy is a ridiculously good player mm. for even AC Milan and even the club that he was in before he moved to AC Milan this season. So I think he's a good player to have at City right now. We were talking even about um, Mohamed Ihataren. Yes. So for Pep Guardiola to bring in young players, he look, he's looking maybe to nurture these young players who are very talented who will mm. fill in the boots of other players if at all they leave the club. The, uh, I think I have a question. Where does this leave the, um, the likes of players like Phil Foden? 
because if at all uh, Pep Guardiola that, is looking that, to bring that's, that a very, player, that's a very good question because you have someone who you can grow within that club why is it that you're trying yeah. to out for someone who can who yes who who yes will excellently fill that role and and we've just talked about how his performance in the in afcon uh, really surpassed uh, our expectation but why then hunt for that person when you know you have someone like uh, Phil Foden who can even uh, be be developed i mean think about how uh, clubs like arsenal uh, clubs like chelsea sometimes try and and develop these young players because you have the opportunity yeah. and longevity uh, to to have this player at this club and play for a certain amount of time and play for with a certain effectiveness because they are we they are already within the system bringing back uh, bringing back someone and especially at this point bringing back Ismail Benasa and trying to integrate him uh, into a new system yes might work for the better or might work for against you so so that in itself is supposed to be an issue that pep needs to look into and maybe try and develop his the players that are already within the the squad i think i want to move on to united now united are uh, they always have <laughs> every single minute i'm not hating which means that for them, they, they are really a club and in and a club of interest let me put it lightly a club of interest big club you yes. can just say a big club that's what well, you wanted to say <laughs> three stories that I want to highlight but I want to start with Adama Traore. Now, uh yeah. Liverpool and City of course have been looking into uh, Adama Traore but United have entered this race according to the Daily Star on March 20th that uh, he has become an interest for the Red Devils. Uh in in your view, what do you think Adama Traore brings uh to United that you do not already have or that you hope we you will have? Bro, <laughs> let me tell you. I saw someone saying that Adama Traore is just a Daniel James with bicep. <laughs> it's just a Daniel James with cloud. But gigs, let me tell. You. At this point in time, I don't think that we need Adama Traore. Yes. Because when, when you compare him to Daniel James, they are almost similar. Pace mm. and everything about them, they're just almost similar. Yes. I don't the, I don't see the need for us to be looking to sign um Adama Traore at this point in time because If at all you have young players like Daniel James who have just exactly the same attributes then what's the point of bringing in a player like Adama Traore and actually uh, Daniel James has proved himself to be an effective player within the United squad exactly i think that um, Adama Traore would, would really fit in, in some of other premier league clubs look at maybe clubs like Arsenal who have been struggling with wingers and all i mm-hmm. think he'd fit in at a club well like Arsenal at a club maybe like uh, Spurs Yeah, because of their troubles with players with injuries and all that, I think he will fit in very well at Spurs, but not not so much at United right now. I don't yes. think that we need that. We need that Amatrola at this point in time. One person maybe that uh, you might want in terms of a good pairing with uh, Harry Maguire is uh, Kalidu Kulibali. Now PSG has just withdrawn their interest uh, in the defender, which means United have been handed. a boost to sign this player now i don't know about you but do you guys really uh, think that you might secure this player at a, in a timely manner honestly when i look at kulibali right now he's always been one of the most underrated defenders in the world because he has all the best attributes of the of a good defender when you look at him he's a beast man but mm. then also you have to look at napoli will mm-hmm. be looking maybe to ask for a price of maybe over 100 million for kulibali 
because yeah. they'll be looking to replace him with other defenders. So they'll be looking to ask for over 100 million for Kulibali. But look at Kulibali right now. He's over 27 years old. Yeah. Paying for over 100 million, mm-hmm. that's not what United need to be planning on doing because we've been there before. We've paid a lot of money for players and it's not worked out before. Then yes. what's the essence of paying for Kulibali? Yes, he's a good defender. He's mm-hmm. a world-class defender. I dare say that he's a world-class defender. Yeah. What, what's the essence of then paying over 100 million for a defender Who's, is, who's maybe over 27 years old and maybe mm-hmm. he's, he'll not stay at the club for long and yeah. the club will be looking to replace him with another defender for mm. maybe the exact amount of money. The money is an issue to me, but he's a good defender. I'd, I'd want him at United because he'd be a good uh, pairing with Maguire. But the money is the problem. And it's funny you say money because uh, Aston Villa have asked United to sum up uh, a, a, a cash fee of around uh, $8 million to sign uh, Jack Grealish. Even if Aston Villa are, are in the relegation zone. Now, if we're speaking money, $80 million for Jack Grealish, worth it or not? Not worth it. Ah, no, no, man, not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. $80 million because I think you have to look at, at the aspect of whether at all maybe Aston Villa are going to be relegated. Mm-hmm. Because if at all Aston Villa are going to be relegated, there's mm-hmm. no club in the world that is going to pay $80 million And there's no way that Jack Grealish is going to, be, to leave a relegated club for over $8 million. Yeah. So if at all Aston Villa are going to be relegated, we must get him for less than that or even maybe less than even 50 million, if at all Aston Villa are going to be relegated. Okay, so uh, ideally for you, what you're saying is that they, they have to ask for less because anyway, they are going to lose him anyway, even when relegation comes through. Yeah, and, and exactly, this is the kind of maybe um, tactics that you've seen for cl- from clubs playing, just mm-hmm. to fend off other clubs from their players and all. Yeah, They're just trying to fend off Manchester United from their player. We saw that even from the Raul Jimenez case. We were yes. saying that, you know what, you're not going to sell him at any, at any case, at any cost whatsoever. Well, let, let, let's see what exactly United will do when it comes to uh, both uh, Koulibaly and, uh, and Jack Grealish because uh, those two clubs are asking for insane amounts of money according to uh, KD. But let us see if uh, United are going to be able to break the bank for those two players. Now, one of the players from Bayern Leverkusen, that is Kai Havertz, uh, has become an interest with Chelsea, but the, the, the concerns have come up in, in signing Kai Havertz because of the £89 million pound price tag that has been put on the player. Now, I think it's worth yeah. it because he's been playing very well uh, with Bayern Leverkusen and he's 20 years old. So I think between age, performance and value, they all match up. But of course with Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea are about to sum up a, a deal of £90 million to sign one player when uh, Frank Lampard also wants a goalkeeper, also wants a, a centre-back. And also yeah. a striker. So he's, he has to look at, does his midfield need that much work uh, with Kai Havertz, or do you think he needs to concentrate on other areas within, uh, within his, his, his squad? Honestly, I think that uh, Kai Havertz would really be good for Chelsea. Right? Imagine a midfield maybe of Kovacic, Kante and Kai Havertz. Mm-hmm. That would be like maybe the best midfield in the Premier League because just like you said, he's worth that amount of money. He's yes. just worth that amount of money. He's done everything to prove himself that he's yeah. a good player. Yeah. He's done everything to prove that he's worth over 100 million because I think right now he's the most valuable German player in the world. German player. When you look at Kai Havertz, he gets the goals. He's able to maybe to get the tackles and all. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good fit for Chelsea. But then also, just like you're saying, maybe mm-hmm. he might not be the 
top priority for Chelsea right now because you talked about maybe Chelsea wanting to go for a central for a, for a center back and also for a striker maybe he might not be a top priority for Chelsea right now uh Kai Havertz being uh, we've talked about Kai Havertz being one of the most uh, uh valued German players but I want to go into someone who has always been catching attention on everyone's radar Timo Werner has been a concentration point for Liverpool but in terms of of Chelsea uh, the Werner's agent has told Chelsea and United uh, he will snap them in favor of joining Liverpool now what do you guys think uh, or what do you think about uh Timo Werner and his agent uh, iterating that uh, other clubs should back off uh, we are concentrated with Liverpool and Liverpool is our target of right now bro let me tell you this um this transfer reminds me of the delish transfer you remember mm-hmm. the delish transfer when he was mm-hmm. like you know what you need to i'm going to move to united yes. then the next day yeah. um he's saying i'm going to move to barcelona then the mm. next day he's saying that i'm going to move to juventus it's just the same case we've been talking about timovana every day every single week yeah. and at, at this point Next week we'll be talking about Timovana and him being linked with Newcastle. Trust me, <laughs> we'll talk about Timovana. And I think this is very bad from players. I think that Timovana right now should just decide on the club that he wants to move. Whether if at all he's going to extend his contract with um, Leipzig, whether yeah. or not he's going to extend, whether or not he's going to move to Liverpool, to Liverpool or another club, yeah. he should just make up his mind. Because this transfer, we'll, we'll be talking about Timovana every single week. He needs to decide on the club that he wants to move on, to move to. If I was Chelsea, I wouldn't even be looking into the player because number one, how can you be so undecided? And then once you come into my club, what exactly am I expecting from you? You were undecided from the start. So if you were to actually um, now join the club, what exactly are you uh, bringing forward that you had at first doubted us of uh, giving to you? I mean, in, in, my, in my situation, in my mind, I'm looking at it this way. I'm already fighting for you. You're already telling me that uh, you have interest from other clubs. If that other club now gives up on you because you've been shifting your focus everywhere else, what happens? Exactly. When, what happens when exactly. all the clubs all of a sudden just decide, by the way, you've been so undecided, we are leaving you to whatever you want. And we, are, we don't want to sign you. So what if Chelsea were to pull out, United pull out, Liverpool pull out. So he's now stuck with, I had three options, now I have none. Exactly. And I, 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 love, I love that you brought out the indecisive aspect of it because this takes me back to the delete aspect of it because when you look at delete, he had interest from a lot and a lot of clubs. But, yes. but then when he moves to Juventus, mm-hmm. it has not worked out for him. Yeah. And I, I, I highly doubt that Juventus was his first choice. And back to this Timovana kind of a situation, if at all, there's no way that a club will want to will want to sign a player who does not want to know if at all is going to be to stay at that club you yeah. want a player who who's set his mind on moving to the club you yes. do not want a player then after one season he leaves the club and he's talking about maybe i was interested in moving to liverpool i was interested in moving to barcelona and mm-hmm. um chelsea was not my first choice there's no club that wants that in the world he has to decide on the clubs that he wants to move to right now i think the guy is just he just wants a place where he can develop his career right now if you look at their career is like it is just ruined mm. so there is no there is no reason of of rushing to a certain club and then ruining your career instead of 
with with Timoana, everyone knows Timoana is a quality striker. There is no one who doesn't know that. Now, yeah. even even if he stays at Leipzig for the next three seasons, he will not have issues. He will still get a good club that will sustain him, that will give him much resources that he needs, and he will just actually by him stay, staying at Leipzig will just develop him to be more lethal. I know it is it is br- bringing so many so many imaginations the way so many clubs are surrounding him but he is undecided but I think it is just for he is just deciding for his own good not just to please everyone that is going to a bigger club. I think it's not about indecisiveness because look at other players previously we've had players talk before they moved to clubs you know what they say before I moved to club ABC, I knew this is the club that I wanted to play for. Fabinho is an Before example. My, yeah, Fabinho is a good example. He says that I knew that Liverpool is the club that I always wanted to move to. Mm-hmm. And right okay. now, when you look at Timovana, he has not extended his contract because he knows the club that he wants to move to. The best club, with me, the best club that Timoana can go to is Bayern Munich. Because when Lewandowski is done with his career, he can make a very good striker. And he can learn some things from Lewandowski because Lewandowski is a little striker. With the connection with the German, and I know he wants to play for the German, German national team, the best club that he can go to is Bayern Munich, which is very quiet. And I know Bayern Munich always strikes their deal unknowingly. But but yeah. with this issue of Man, Man United, Chelsea and Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I, I just know KD is just desperate for a striker. <laughs> Man United yeah. are just des- yeah, desperate Sam. for a striker. That's why KD is just yelling. That, 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 is, that, is called, that is called poking holes at a bear that was not even attacking you. <laughs> so, so, why do you think that Bayern Munich? Why do you think that Bayern Munich will be the best fit for Timovana? Actually, Bayern I actually Munich don't right think now. so. Also. They have Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you think that Timovana is actually guaranteed that he'll be starting games for Bayern Munich? Let look me out give Lewandowski. you the reason. Good question. Look out, Sam, look out Lewandowski yeah. right now. This is his fifth mm-hmm. season that he has scored over forty goals. Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah, he's thirty-one years old. He's thirty-one years old, and, and doesn't look no like he's slowing down. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. What gives you that hope that Simovana will start games for Bayern Munich? And when you look at also Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich too have been interested in bringing in Leroy Sané, and they have yes. also promised him the number ten shirt that yes. has been won by Kevin Robin. So. That means that, you know, we've been talking about Timovana and his playing style and all that. And we've said that previously, that Timovana can play in any position in the front three. Mm-hmm. So, but then when you look at Bayern Munich, when they're looking into to bring Leroy Sane, that means that Timovana might not fit in, in that kind of a team because they also have a player known as Serge Gnabry. Yeah, they have no chance. And I agree with KD because him, because when you say, when you say um, being promised a, a first 11 spot, then you have Nabri, who has uh, in the Champions League absolutely buried English clubs uh, within the yeah. league, within the Bundesliga has 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 had a great performance in terms of uh, uh, creation of chances for Lewandowski, and then on top of that, Leroy Sané bring uh, being the priority for um, Bayern Munich. Timo Werner has three percent chance. He's in the point three percent that might not make it. 
that is very low odds <laughs> okay gigs let me support myself the reason yeah. why i'm saying timoana can make it at bayern munich first of all he has proved it in germany that's the yeah. first reason he has scored goals when he is in leipzig yeah. and Leip- leipzig is a german team now i get your point where you are coming that lewandowski can is not slowing down with his scoring goals but i was i was talking about this uh, age wise Le- lewandowski is getting older and maybe when he's around 33 34 he will not be scoring as much goals the way he's scoring right now but don't you I, think i then, was just talking about but don't you think then bayern will bayern will start uh, bayern start worrying about that when he's actually that 33 34 that we are saying they will not worry about it now exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's the, where the problem is coming from but i remember bayern munich has also they have bought uh, a striker fete up yes, and he has yeah. not he, yeah he has not featured in most of the leagues but he's also a very good striker yes so who is, yeah. who is very young who is around 20 years He's old. He's 20. Yeah, so yeah. Betwe- between up and Lewandowski, yeah. I don't think there is a chance for Timovana even to sniff the, the 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 striker's position to be honest. The the thing is just let him just decide on the club that he wants. Let him not go to a club when he is undecided like going to my, maybe Chelsea when he knows it's not the right time. Okay. But so, he should know that Manchester United is is the best club that he can get out there. Just saying. <laughs> you, you 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 see what has gigs this is what I was talking about. <laughs> let, let me let, let, let me put, let me put a pin on that before before it uh, some J because I know some J will go in on on KD. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to give, I want to move on to uh, Liverpool news kidogo um uh, now there there are two things that I'll highlight and then there's one that we will will discuss in depth there is a player known as a uh, wood workhorse that this is a wolfsburg forward now he has admitted uh, yeah. recently this was on on may 20th by goal.com that he's actually admitted he likes to join liverpool at some point in the future why he's it's not because of the players that play there not because of the the manager but because of their you will never walk alone anthem now i don't know about you but this is one thing that really made me laugh because if you're inspired by an anthem or uh, by a club <laughs> i can then i can tell you the truth there are very many more players who are inspired by uh, ggmu anthem uh, who are inspired by coyg coyg anthem uh, who are inspired by uh, the the Tottenham Hotspur chant so really if chants are what are inspiring players to go to and play in the clubs let me just tell you there are very many clubs that have chances of acquiring players but that's on a light note now uh, kulibali was rumored <laughs> <laughs> kulibali on um, your, your gigs yes <laughs> I think he's a good player. If at all maybe Liverpool wants to replace Firmino their defensive striker, mm-hmm. Weghorst is the player to go for. Well, Weghorst is the player to go for. They might not replace him immediately, but I think it is high time uh, that clubs need to improve their chants and their and their yeah. songs if they want to attract players. <laughs> <laughs> oh come. On. I see what you did. <laughs> now, um now on on May on May 8th and May 9th uh Kulibali was rumored to be linked with a move to Liverpool 
But uh, the Daily Express on May 16th confirmed that Liverpool uh, boss Jurgen Klopp is not interested in signing uh, the defender. And I think it is right so that uh, he, he did that because I think his defensive line is uh, as strong as he can get it. Right now he has one of the best defensive lines and one of the best uh, centre-backs that is in um, Virgil van Dijk. And he, he, he rotates through with Gomez and uh, Dejan Lovren uh, uh, and Mati. So I think for him, his defense is, is great. Now, one player that I really want to now concentrate on is... Now, Dumbele, we've been saying time and time again is that Tottenham have not been giving him... Uh, have not been giving this player a chance to even uh, feel himself on the field because he's not been given as much playtime. Now, Liverpool would want to bring him to... Uh, but Tottenham have no interest in sending him. Here is my question. And it, it really baffles me about what Mourinho is doing here. Why not, okay. sell, the, why not sell the player... And you're not even using you. Exactly. That's what Mourinho is known for doing. Exiling players and talking ill about them, if at all they do not perform. Yes. Why hold a player hostage when you're not giving him minutes? Just allow him to move to another club and then, and then you can replace him with another, with another player whom you think that is better than him yes. instead of just holding him hostage. That's just holding someone hostage the way he has just put it. This is a guy who we knew had much potential and he came to the Premier League. He didn't play much. We, we just saw some a few goals from him, but he was on the bench every now and then. He has not fulfilled his potential yet. I think yeah. one thing that you need to consider about Tangay and Dombele on another aspect is his work ethic. When you look at him when he was playing, was it against Chelsea? Yeah, and wasn't even running on the pitch. But that's he because he has, on the he has no motivation from uh, his, he has no motivation from his manager. Now Manuel Akanji, the the, the Swiss international, has uh, lining up uh, with Borussia Dortmund with Arsenal to sign the centre back for twenty five million pounds after opening talks in January. This is according to uh, the Sun uh, on May twenty first. Now we don't know the progress of the of the signing now. But do we think Manuel Akanji is uh, a good centre-back for Arsenal at this time? Let me tell you about Manuel Akanji. I'd be so jealous if at all Arsenal sent Manuel Akanji. Uh-huh. That's how good he is. Yes. I'd be so jealous if I see another English Premier League club send Manuel Akanji. He's that good. And he, he talked about United. So I'll just bring, bring this up. Manuel Akanji said that he's always tempted of playing for United. So I was just saying that. But Manuel Akanji <laughs> is a real... <laughs> Manuel Akanji is a really good defender and so underrated. I think he's one of the best defenders in the world. I think he's so he, underrated. Yeah. People Sam, never get to talk about him, but he's, he's one of the best. He's just one of the best. Sam, do you think he's you going guys, to be a great addition to uh, to play alongside uh, uh, maybe Saliba uh, when the when, once the summer once the summer uh, transfer window reopens? As an Arsenal fan, I would be happy if, if we get linked to this kind of guys and he comes to our team. But I'm just I'm just down because right now we are just linked with almost every centre back. Which and do not have no. the money to send. For, no, for me, this... for me, I am fine with being linked with every centre back as long as we get a good one and, yeah. and for a good price. The, the the only problem is that we can get linked with almost everyone and we get nothing. That's yeah, where the problem a... always comes from. Mm. Yeah, and you get a player like we... David Lewis. Oh God, that was a, you... that was a waste of money. KD, KD is just yelling right now. 
Samjay. Anyway, I hope that deal goes through. Oh. But he is a good defender. He has proved it in Borussia Dortmund team uh, with the amount of goals that they have conceded. He's a good one. Let me tell you what would be the perfect um, summer for Arsenal. If at all, maybe Arsenal gets to sign Manuel Akanji uh-huh. in the defensive position. If at mm-hmm. all, Arsenal managed to sign uh, Thomas Partey in the midfield. Yes. And then uh, Arsenal sign a player like maybe Olson Odward who plays for Celtic in yes. the striking position. Yes. That will be the best for Arsenal. That's Actually, what Arsenal if, need. If, if that happens, I am happy to, or I am willing to let go of Lacazette. Let me just be honest. I'm, I'm willing to let that go will of Lacazette. Yes. Yeah, that will be the best summer for Arsenal. Sending those three players, yeah. Odward, uh, Akanji, and Thomas Party, that will be the best innings for Arsenal right now. It's what they need. Good okay. players. I, I have three at, minutes. At a cheap price. I have three minutes to wrap up this. So I'll just mention the, 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 the Tottenham players, then I want to wrap up the show. Now, there are three, of course, three uh, players who I'm interested in, in highlighting. Now, Ryan Frazier, of course, uh, KD has brought it up in the Arsenal news, but it, it looks like uh, he's told friends at uh, Bournemouth that he's keen on joining Spurs. Uh, this was on, on May 2nd by the Football Insider. Now, the long-term Arsenal target is believed to be interested in joining Spurs on a free transfer when his contract at Bournemouth expires next month. So according to Ryan Frazier, it looks like uh, uh, Arsenal might want him at uh, at Arsenal at the Emirates, but uh, his personal feelings are uh, with with the North London uh, rival said that it's Tottenham. Now the Southampton captain is also expected to have interest from Spurs once the window reopens. That is uh, Pierre Emil Hoybier. Uh, Spurs are expected to revive their interest with him, and that was according to Football London on May 19th. Perisic, on the other hand, is one person who has also uh, been linked to uh, to Tottenham, but the window has been wide uh, opened now that Bayern Munich has not been able to, or has stopped looking into the player uh, at the end of his loan from Inter Milan. So Tottenham and uh, Jose Mourinho have that opportunity. Guys, again, uh, thank you so much for joining me on on the Goldmouth Podcast, man. It's been such an honor talking football with you guys. I've been your host, Giggs, and I've been joined by KD and Samuel Juma. Yes, uh, follow us on all our social media. That is on Facebook and Instagram at the Goldmouth Podcast. One word that is at the Goldmouth Podcast. One word. Also follow us on Twitter, uh, Goldmouth at Goldmouth underscore pod. Uh, follow us also on Anchor FM. That is the Goldmouth Podcast on mixcloud.com slash is Africa. Just search for the Goldmouth Podcast. Also get us on Spotify. Uh, get us also on Google Podcasts, The Goldmouth Podcast. Uh, get to interact with us even through the Goldmouth Update. That is our our service, our update uh, show uh, throughout the week. And we'll see you next week. Follow us as we follow football. Bless up. Mm-hmm.